Welcome back to the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you on our 20th episode, nonetheless. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm your host, Danzel, a.k.a. Black Ice 8, joined by my amazing co-host, as always, starting off with Gootmaster Flex, a.k.a. Manny. Flipping Stay it around. Gooping. And Stay gooping. Gooping. As always. Then, of course, you got Chris, a.k.a. May 25th. How you doing, bro? Yeah, you know, we are out here. It's been a long week, but we're here for talking about some games. Get into it. Let's do it. For sure. Bye-bye. All right, yeah. It has been a long week. You know, we got a little bits and pieces of news here and there, but, you know, we got a a pretty big, big uh, event that happened this week, and, you know, of course, we'll get into that a little bit later. Manny's teasing it a little bit in his background there. Um. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, let's start it off with what we're playing, guys. So, Manny, I'm going to let you kick it off. What you been playing this week? Uh, it's, a, it's been a light gaming week, but, you know, for PlayStation this month, the Final Fantasy Seven uh, remake was free, so your boy had to, you know... <laughs> yo, why is that not on Xbox, bro? That's messed up, yo. <laughs> for exclusiv- exclusivity. Uh, so, I've been playing... I've been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy Seven. It's, you know... It's fun. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Has it been fun, Manny? <laughs> I, I I mean I I'm enjoying it. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, good, good. Word. Word. Yeah. That's it? Anything else? Nah, like I said, it's been a light week for gaming for me, so Okay, word. I feel that. Catching up on my anime. Well hey. Hey. anything of note about anime. Anime? You know what I'm saying? Black Clover is lit. If you haven't watched that, you gotta watch it. Also, Boruto, last episode. Well, episode one eighty, one eighty nine. Yo, oh my god, best fight. So sixty sixty episodes behind in Boruto, at least. Yeah. Once you get to one eighty nine, that fight. You know they changed the art style, and it was like I already know it's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? Finger looking good. Yeah. Okay, word. You might, you might get me back in. Glowing endorser right there. <laughs> word. All right, Chris, yeah. what you been playing? Um, y'all already know it's been mostly Destiny, but uh, guys, I finally found time to play Outriders. Oh my god! Oh my god! I beat the whole demo in one night. Whoa! Wow, that was crazy. And I went in on that shit. Uh, it's weird, man. There are parts of that game I don't like. But god damn it, it done got your boy a little bit. And I don't know, you know, maybe it'll change a little bit after the full game comes out and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, there's certain aspects to it that I really do enjoy. There's certain things about that game that actually, gameplay-wise, remind me a lot of Mass Effect. Mm. Which I know people probably be like, what are you talking about? But I'm like, no, follow me, bro, follow me. Mass Effect is the same 3v3 format, a lot of abilities, a lot of... uh, Using one bumper to do this ability, using one bumper to do that ability, using both of them to do the mega ability. Like, it's very much set up in that same exact way. The only thing that's different is, like, the healing mechanics in the game. Like, there isn't any 
potions or whatever to be taken. You just have to make sure you're getting damage off in the way your character has to do it in order to heal. But it's it's got some potential in my eyes. I just I wish uh, with the looter shooter stuff in particular, I'm always big on making me grind for stuff and then giving me a reason to get. Give me something to when I get this god roll that I could bring it into another activity and just kick some ass with it. That's the one thing about our writers I'm a little worried about, but so far, good first impression. But it's been that, Destiny, and uh, a little bit of COD, you know? A little bit of COD. I don't care. I still play Modern Warfare multiplayer. I know a lot of people are past that, but I still play a lot of it. Um, all I got to say is if you put the right attachments on that ISO, it should be clapping. <laughs> it should be clapping. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing. Um, okay, you okay? It's been a pretty light week for me as well. Uh, played a little bit of Destiny. Still been trying to drag Chris and a couple of other people into this Master Presage mission, but you know we gonna we gonna get everybody together at some point. <laughs> at some point, there's a there's a glitch for those who don't know. There's a glitch where you can get up to twelve people in any activity, and so I'm trying to get at least four people into the Presage mission. Make that shit super easy for us to get through. Um, but, you know, having a hard time coordinating everybody. Question about that. What's up? If all four, say we got more than three people in that in that mission mm-hmm. and we complete it, everybody gets a, a, a reward at the end? Everybody gets drops. Everybody. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's bugged. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's super bugged. Bungie knows about it, too, and they're like, nah, you good. You guys. Now, I knew they knew about it. I just didn't know they would literally reward all 12 people. Yeah, everybody's and I, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. Yep. That's crazy. That's pretty hype. Um, but yeah, outside of that, my um, my Series S finally came in um, for the living room. So I'm playing a lot of games with my wife. Um, we Well, I started her off on um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. She's mm-hmm. been enjoying that so far. <clears throat> then we've been playing a couple like party games like Boggle and... Uh, Wheel of Fortune and so on and so forth. But then last night we started playing Man of Medan. Apparently, there's an update, Chris, with like a a curator's version of the story, very different and a lot really? scarier. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Um, there's yeah. like a significant amount of jump scares. So my wife and I are playing on the big TV I'm, and like she's, I missed her that. Okay. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have been having her play that because you know she's pregnant and she's she can't be over here like screaming and. All that stuff while she's having contractions is probably not the best idea. But either way, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much been it. I haven't been playing too much this week. Nope, nope. Yeah. yeah but before we get into this week's topics, as always, we're going to dive into the segment we all, we all wait for every week. Every week. Because warming up. Warming up. Let us know, Chris. Hey, <laughs> it's time for the icebreaker, y'all. God damn it. All right, so this week, Birdman Hands, Birdman Hands, Birdman Hands. God damn it. What is you guys' favorite, I don't know if the right word is soundtrack, but favorite music from any video game? So you could talk about intro music, outro music, uh, environmental music. We could talk about... You know, a lot of these open-world games that allow us to drive around in a vehicle that has a radio. You could talk about those kind of soundtracks. We could talk about any kind of musical influence in a video game. Everybody kind of has, like, their go-tos. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm curious as to what you guys' would be. Um, I actually have quite a few. I don't know if you guys would like me to go first, but uh, yeah, I got I got quite a few. Um, oh, right at least good. three. I want I got like three. I got three, y'all. Three. Actually, I don't know if I want you to go first. I feel like you're gonna take mine in the three. All right, all right go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, Manny, you start off. We'll, we'll let you go last. All right. Well, since I'm starting off, I'm gonna have to say. Rockstar always bring the bangers and the soundtracks will grant that final. I know what we were talking about it before we recorded, but like, I mean, we can't we can't disagree. Like when Grant the Father come out with like trailers, <coughs> <laughs> my boy, my boy Denzel dying over here. <laughs> yeah. But but like the trailers, like the songs they use in the trailers go perfect with what they're showing, or like you know just like just the way you hear like the soundtrack the intro music just like gets you hyped for the game like and then when you just turn on radio los santos and you just hear like my boy asap rocky you know the same with their like would you take exclusive song when i first played grand theft auto 5 for the first time i mean it's just like ugh, all hitters like i remember even just going back to grand theft auto 4 and playing like the like the radio station there and the beat 101 and like bro it was just it's the bangers after bangers after bangers so i'm just have to say grand theft auto is just Always has the banging soundtrack, in my opinion. Okay. Alright. Not surprised he said that. Obviously, nope, we talked about it a little bit earlier. It. But yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to disagree, though. You know, they definitely come mm-hmm. correct with the music. Yeah. For me, and this is, I'm pretty sure this is, this is on Chris's radar, because we definitely talked about it before. But I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to take you for a ride. Mm-hmm. 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 Take you for I, a ride. That's, that's not one of them, but that does have some hey. good music. Hey, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Hey. Oh, man. Hey. Hey. That was the <laughs> song, bro. And almost everybody who's ever played that game remembers that. Because that is a banger. Yeah. Yeah. That was playing in, in the menu. Nice too. Oh, hey. man. Hey. Hey. Yes, sir. That's my and then it would be like Marvel vs. Capcom 2. New <laughs> Age Heroes. So you press start. Gonna take you for a ride. Oh, that shit was hard. It was hard. It was hard. I forgot about that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, but it wasn't one of my three. I'm surprised. Nice. Oh wow. Good. Oh, all right. So the first one I gotta just throw out there. Need for Speed Underground 2. Fam. Mm. Need for Speed Underground 2 had some bangers. Bruh. I can't even remember half the songs because it's been a while. But I remember one in particular from Trey Little. And I don't even know who Trey Little is. I don't think he ever had mainstream success. <laughs> I, think he, I don't think he ever had a hit. hit. But he had a hitter in Need for Speed, though, bruh. Like, that shit was Knocking, so there was that. Uh, my number two, and I, I shit on this game a lot nowadays. Uh, but I gotta give it to him. Kingdom Hearts, to this day, has one of the firest soundtracks ever. I don't care what nobody says. The game, uh, but the music, bro. There's so many people who have sampled the Kingdom Hearts stuff to make beats and. Like, bro, it, the shit hits, bro. It, it just it has a certain vibe to it that is, I don't know, it's a chef's kiss, bro. It's just, it's just good stuff. But, uh, all right, so my, my weirdo answer, my last one. Um, <sighs> well, my weirdo answer. 
Fallout 3. Fallout 3. So the I reason why I say this. No, it is because I feel they like have the bangers. People, they, they have do, bangers. Yeah. They have but bangers. nobody really listens to the radio in Fallout like that, I feel. Like, they don't, like, listen to it while they're doing their activities. But I used to do that shit. Especially if I had to do, like, a mission that required me to walk, like, mad far and I couldn't fast travel. Mm. Man, I put the radio on and I'd be listening to it. But, bro, like, the Fallout radio stations have the most weirdest blend of music I think I've ever heard in a video game, I want to say. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, and they do well with that. It's supposed to look, it's supposed to seem like a radio station found whatever they could find out there in the wasteland for music and they decide to give it to us. And that's exactly how it comes off while you're listening to it. There's times where you'll hear something that sounds like really old school Rocky. Then there's times where you'll hear some shit that sounds like some 1920s Billy Holiday sounding shit. Like, dude, I don't know what it is about that soundtrack, but it is soothing. It is... Oh, it's good shit, man. It's, it's good shit. It's really like a weird, like sur- almost kind of surreal soundtrack to be listening to because, <clears throat> yeah, listening to 1920s Billy Holiday as you're walking around this absolutely devastated yeah. wasteland mm-hmm. with like freaking mutant roaches coming at you and all that stuff. It's like <laughs> this is weird, but it works for it Fallout. It works, yeah, yeah, it really does. I don't know what it is, but I've always loved it because I remember one day in particular, I'm just walking through like a there was no houses. There was no nothing. It was probably one of those areas that the Death Claws usually hang out in. They're usually just out in random plain fields. Yeah. And I'm just walking. And then, dude, I don't know if it was Billy Holiday or who it was, but whoever it was had one of those old school voices. Just that. I can't. I can't really describe it, but you know what I'm saying. And I'm just sitting there like, man, this is this is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> this this is this is nice. I don't know who did this, but yeah, man, yeah, this is this is lovely. Oh, that's yeah. a good that's a good pick, yo. That's oh yeah. yeah, honestly, like you know, like even Fallout Four and seventy six, they have some bangers too. So like, I you know, I wouldn't say it's a weird pick. I mean, you know, that's an underrated pick in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely underrated pick. <clears throat> it's weird because it's something that not a lot of people talk about. But yeah, like in in essence, mm-hmm. it, it is underrated. But yeah, I mean, Fallout Fallout's just a set of weird games. So like. Yeah. It would fall. It would stand to the reason that their mm-hmm. radio would be weird too. So, <clears throat> word. All right, Chris. Thank Definitely. you for the, thank you for the icebreaker this week. Good one as always. And guys, make sure you let us know what your favorite video game soundtrack or song is down in the comments below. Um, but yeah, let's dive into this week's topics. Um, we got well. The first thing I, I wanted to <clears throat> talk about here is we got a, a little game announcement from uh, from a pretty old franchise. Well. You know, a franchise that's been around for quite some time. And that's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, they announced this week that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is dropping. Um, <clears throat> it looks like it's actually being made by the same guy who made the uh, Scott Pilgrim video game. I don't know if anybody got a chance to play that, but it's also like a, a side-scroller. This one kind of looks like a spiritual successor to the old-school um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games that used to be on like NES and all that stuff. So it's a it's a four person co op like side scrolling beat 'em up. You know, it's like a fun fun game that brings back some nostalgia for sure. Um, something I'm I'm actually pretty excited about. <clears throat> I'm hoping it's uh it's it looks like one of those games that you know you might check out on Game Pass. Yeah. But they said it's coming soon. To uh, they they didn't really give a, a release date specifically, but they it was just announced this week. So it's supposed to be coming to consoles. <laughs> And PC via Steam, um, so yeah, I'm just curious what you guys think about this one, um, Chris. I'll let you start off. 
Um, I mean, I think it's cool for, you know, nostalgia reasons and things like that. Uh, I'll be 100% honest with y'all out there. Uh, in today's day and age, in 2021, I don't think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles really does anything for me personally. But, again, I think it's a, a great move for nostalgia. I kind of... It's weird, man, because I almost wish that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of took a turn like how uh, Power Rangers did. No, a couple years ago they came out with that movie and it kind of like rebranded everything and then it almost feels like if they started from that point people would take it more serious. But then you have to look at the previous 15 years of Power Rangers and Putties and all that weird whack shit that they used to do all the time. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to kind of get over it. And so it's kind of the same thing with me with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where it's like I respect the hell out of it. It's a hell of a franchise. It just doesn't hit for me so much anymore. And then on top of that, side-scrolling games, like, I really got to be in the mood to play something like this. So I see how somebody else out there could really love this. It's just, it's not really for, for me, mm. per se. Yeah. Mm. Well, I remember you saying that, like, you know, how, like, they should do, like, what Power Rangers do. I remember they had, like, their little live-action movie, like, a long time ago, which, you know, I thought it was, was a pretty cool. It was good, movie, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it was just, like, a directed by Michael Bay movie, so everybody was probably like, oh, Michael Bay, uh. <laughs> but <laughs> he's good at his explosions, y'all. He is really good at that. <laughs> yeah. Man, I know people just complain, like, oh, it's just too much explosions. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, the game, you know, side scroll and beat him up. You know, it's like one of those classic games. It kind of like, you know, like you said, it's like a spiritual successor. It's like you know, like the spot, uh, the old ones. You know, made by the same creators as Scott Pilgrim. And I remember too, even like. It was like a long time ago when I used to go to the Boys and Girls Club. They had an arcade machine of the Simpsons guy, a side-scrolling game. And that one used to smack. So, yeah. like, you know, if there is, like, a multiplayer element where you could just, like, play online. Yeah. Because, like, nowadays, you know, with COVID and everything like that, there's not too many couch co-op, you know, anymore. So, like, I just think, you know, if, you know, if it's, like, a 20-buck, 30-buck game, you know, I mean, I might try it out. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think the co-op would be key element to me that would kind of make it stick for people <clears throat> because yeah like you said not really as much couch co-op going on even outside of covid couch co-ops just kind of been like on yeah. the decline as it is but if they can allow the option for couch co-op and online co-op <clears throat> absolutely something that can be in this game's corner for sure um to your point though chris <clears throat> about the that franchise as a whole like i don't I don't know if it can if it can undergo like a a rebranding to make it as serious as you could make Power Rangers. Power Rangers for all its silliness, like it's still human beings doing like these things, so you can kind of make it more grounded in reality. You're not going you can't ground in reality <laughs> like a bunch of turtles like with a rat master. Yeah, standing up animals. And fighting kung fu and all that stuff. Like you can't can't ground that in reality. That's just going to have to be ridiculous and just let it be ridiculous. But I do think the franchise should have a lot of legs in the gaming world. Like, as much as I am excited for this side-scroller, why is there no, like, 3D fighting... Well, not not like a fighting game, per se, but, like, some 3D version of this game um, that plays, like, I don't know, something like Arkham Knight or something along those lines, where, like, yeah. you're protecting... You know, you're in you're in New York. You probably have some access to the sewer systems as the turtles and whatnot, and it's all 3D and they can like fight. You know, 
the uh, what's it what what is uh shredder's people it's not the hand is it the foot i think it is i think it is the hand i think it's the foot i think the hand is marvel either way yeah I, the hand is definitely marvel yeah I, I think it's the foot i think they're called the foot um yeah. but yeah either way <laughs> the the point is like you know you can make it some sort of like open world ish game and like actually have like you know them be able to fight i I, forget, I don't know what the term would be but the closest thing i can think of is like the batman arkham series mm-hmm. for you to just be in the open world and running around doing all that stuff and then you still have like april in the game and uh what's the dude with the the hockey mask casey oh shit ah oh, damn um you take me Damn. way back, so you yeah, know you really did. The hockey mask, dude. I don't even be thinking well, about. Well, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about the hockey mask, bro. But like, imagine how sick that would be, and then like you're like that's just another person that you could be. So like, I guess if we're gonna stick with the Arkham, the Batman Arkham stuff, like think of the Gotham Knights. Like Gotham Knights is supposed to be this co-op game or whatever. Imagine just doing that. So like co-op, open world, and then we're all like riding around on our fucking uh, motorcycle, not motorcycles skateboards because they used to ride on skateboards mm-hmm. like oh that would actually be a lot of fun hmm. facts we're going yeah. to get some pizza with the boys <laughs> that right that's a way to make the game a little bit more relevant because i'm that pretty sure good. like what what you said chris like like as far as the the sentiment of like all right like a teenage mutant ninja turtles game is really just relying on on nostalgia especially when you're factoring the size scroller but if you like bring it to 2021 with like a more modern feel as far as the game itself goes like it's almost instantly irrelevant. It doesn't have to be grounded in reality as long as it's a fun game that like meets the time. So hopefully, if this game pops off, that might be an idea that they might float around. We'll see, yeah. mm-hmm. definitely. Like yeah. as you said that too. Like it reminds me of a. Uh, I don't think it would go this route, but it would be cool if they did like a GTA uh, Five thing. You know, like how you kind of can like switch between your characters whenever you want to on mm-hmm. the fly. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool to do with it. Uh, Ninja Turtles game because even though again it's not really for me too much but I will acknowledge the fact that they did really try hard to make sure all of them had their own personalities oh yeah they definitely do had their own weapons and their own color schemes and all that stuff and so I think it could be cool to say oh let me play with Michelangelo for a second and you switch into his body and this man's just had a pizza store begging for a slice <laughs> and then you switch over to Donatello and he's like in a lab working on something and like that could be cool mm-hmm. but um they won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> they won't. You're right. They won't. It's it's unlikely. It's something would have to really pop off, and they would have to get the money to like. That's we're talking about a AAA game right there that you yeah. just referenced, right? Mm-hmm. So they would have to get a lot of money to be able to pull that off. But you know, it's a pipe, it's a pipe dream, but it would be pretty cool. We'll see. It's a hopeful. You know what I'm saying? Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day. <clears throat> but yeah, <clears throat> so you know, obviously we're talking about the games getting announced this week. We'll move on to our next topic here. Um, actually, in this coming week, when when most of you guys will probably be listening to this, uh, there's a Square Enix event that's supposed to be hitting March 18th. Um, not too much is known about this event, but you know, Square Enix did kind of drop uh, like a little bit of information about what we can come to expect. So we're definitely supposed to be seeing a new Life is Strange game. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. But they've uh, they give us some information as far as other things we can expect featured. Don't exactly know what that means, but we should be seeing more on Outriders. We should be seeing more on um, Marvel's Avengers, more on Tomb Raider's 25th anniversary, a new Square Enix Montreal game, Just Cause Mobile, whatever that is, 
and uh, Balan Wonderland, which actually is a an interesting game that um, I think they Microsoft announced in their their pre showcase last summer. Um, looked pretty cool, like kind of anime inspired and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about this so far? What are you guys expecting to see from this showcase, Manny? Yeah, um, I'm definitely excited for what they have to, you know, announce or showcase with the whole Tomb Raider 25th anniversary. I know I also heard that they're going to do like a, not a, not a remaster, but like, uh, I think, I guess you could call it a remaster for the uh, last trilogy we got for the new next gen consoles. Mm. So I heard about that as well. It's going to get, you know, it's 4k and HDR and all that kind of stuff, even though like, you know, it is backwards compatible in the end, but um i'll say that's one thing i'm you know excited for um and then you know of course the life is strange i know that game you know has very been very successful and i know how everybody's you know loving that franchise so you know it's good for them to announce a new uh game of the series and uh yeah maybe even some marvel avengers i know that game has been uh hasn't been doing too well since launch but uh we got the with the new Hawkeye DLC coming soon, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, maybe ho- hopefully to showcase some future uh, DLC yeah. and this showcase. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think this week is supposed to be, like, their next-gen update. So, you know, it's, it's going to get upgrades to uh, 4K, 60 frames. And mm-hmm. that's really all they've been t- – obviously, like, the load times you'll get benefits from for, you know, obviously having an SSD in the first place. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think they talk too much else about anything for the next gen version of the game. So maybe this will be their opportunity to showcase a little bit more about it. Um, but yeah, Chris, what do you think about this all so far? Um, I think it's kind of cool. It, it's kind of interesting how Square Enix's name, like granted, they they're Square Enix, so like most people know about them. But the last few weeks, I've been seeing their name like crazy, and maybe it's because of all the Outriders news and stuff like that. But it's it's uh, kind of interesting that they've been so prevalent in the news game right now. And I also say, um, there's a part of me that's a little excited about this because it almost feels like Square Enix is trying to shed away some of the older stuff that they used to do. In a way, I don't know if they are completely, but it feels like they're taking chances with new stuff. Because Outriders, to me especially, is is different to me than anything they've tried before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they say that they have a new IP that they might be talking about, I'm excited to hear about that. Um, and like stuff like that kind of makes me curious to see what they do do with Final Fantasy and things like that going forward. So I'm here for any Final Fantasy news, even though I talk shit about it, but it's only because I want it to evolve, not because I hate it. I just want it to change. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very curious to see what they're talking about. Uh, I hope they got some, some really good news to talk about. Hopefully they shed some more light on Outriders in terms of their uh, endgame stuff too, especially because I think some of us saw that video, but not the masses really like <clears throat> saw that, I think. Mm. So, I don't know. I'm just excited to see what they got coming up. and uh, I'm not going to try to be too negative on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm excited for it as well. It's It's starting to feel like we're kicking off this influx of news. Right, like obviously, you know, we just got last week the Bethesda roundtable, which you know we're going to talk about a little bit more soon. Um, but you know, we're getting this event. Rumors have it that the week afterwards we might be getting another event from Microsoft. So you know, it seems like we're we're starting to get some a steady flow of news, like bigger news, you know, leading up to the the E three season, which 
who knows if that'll even be a thing in the same way that we, you know, we've known about it in the past. But yeah, I mean, you know, talking about all the things that they've sh- they've uh, outlined in their little preview for the event, like Outriders, you know, we definitely want to see more about that. Like Chris mentioned, we want to know a little bit more about the end game. Um, you know, something to get all the people who've been playing, you know, the people who've been playing the demo and really been getting excited about it, something to get them hooked to say, okay, hey, we have an end game in sight for you guys. Um, Avengers, that game really needs a lot of work, obviously, like we've discussed. Uh, <clears throat> it, it does seem like Crystal Dynamic is pretty invested in the game um, because they did come out on uh, one of the Twitch streams answering questions for fans. And I think um, they have a little quote here. It says, uh, you know, we understand, but talking a reference to support for the game long term. He said, we understand, but rest assured that we're committed to the future of Marvel's Avengers for years to come. And I've been working on a whole lot of things we're excited to reveal looking forward to seeing you there in next gen so i'm i'm more than confident that you know thursday we're we're probably going to get a lot of news i think um we still need to see black panther that was something that was teased a while ago uh we know that they're supposed to be dropping spider-man content which will be exclusive to playstation so you know things like that could breathe some new life into the game um i think the game really needs some cross play i think it would really you know, I I'm banging the drum for that everywhere, anyways. But mm-hmm. a game like that, I think, could definitely benefit from crossplay, cross progression, and all that jazz. Especially considering you don't really have as big of a a player base. Um, probably could benefit from being in Game Pass as well. So let's hope mm-hmm. we start to see things like that. Um, the Tomb Raider 25th anniversary thing. Now, Manny, you mentioned something about them remastering the the uh, previous trilogy that came out. Mm-hmm. I really hope that's not the case. I like when did this happen? So Pokemon 25th anniversary, Zelda or is it 20th or 25th? I I don't remember. There's an anniversary oh, for Pokemon, anniversary for Zelda this year. I just I don't remember the exact uh years, but mm-hmm. those two things specifically have just been met with, hey, here's a remaster. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what the fuck, yeah. man? <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, part of it, I feel like, is because... I'm sorry to cut you off, but, like, yeah. you know... You know, I just feel like... I want to say it's lazy, but it's just, like, you know, like... Maybe just, like, a little, like... You know, here you go for now. I know we're taking forever with the next Tomb Raider, but... You know, COVID, so... You know, here, here's a little something. Updated graphics, you know, 60 frames, this, that. Yeah. So, like, that's the that's the only thing I can see with them, like, releasing it. But, like, you know, I understand what you mean. It's like, we want something new. Yeah. You yeah, know, I really want something yeah. new. Like I'm, and I I love the you know that previous trilogy of, of Tomb Raider games. I you don't have to give it to me this year, right? Like I understand that timelines are completely off whack because of COVID, but I want to see something, bro. Like I want to see next gen Laura doing some crazy shit. Like I don't want to see a rehash of what we already had. You know, like I I, I need to see something new. So. I'm really hoping that they're they're focusing on that. I know that, and then this is the other weird thing about the Avengers game. Like Crystal Dynamic is the studio who was making the Tomb Raider franchise, so you know, and they did an excellent job with it. So to see that they're focused on Avengers, like I don't know how big that studio is. I don't know if they have half the team working on Avengers, half the team working on Tomb Raider. But like, that's the team, Crystal Dynamic. That's the team I want working on the next Tomb Raider, and I don't want their resources being pulled towards a, a game that they've very clearly kind of like fumbled the ball with in the first place like mm-hmm. i want i want something new and good from tomb raider team but you know we'll see we'll see thursday what what comes about 
Um, I am really excited about this new Square Enix game. We'll see what that's all about, too. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you, though. The rest of the list, I don't particularly care about. Just Cause, I think, is a fantastic game, but I don't, I don't want to play that yeah, on mobile. Yeah, not my thing either. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah. It's a lot of fun, and I think that if they like figured out some way to make that like a multiplayer game, like Just Cause like competitive multiplayer game, I think that could be kind of cool because like flying around in the air with grappling hooks and all that stuff could be fun. But I don't give a mm-hmm. I don't give a damn about mobile games most of the time. Um, and this Balan Wonder World game, I. I personally don't know what to think about it. Chris, I'm actually kind of surprised you're not su- not excited about this game because I think this actually might be a game that... Be- uh, I... Let me look this up real quick because I think this is the same game that I think you... I think I know what you're talking about here with this. Mm-hmm. Hold on one second. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Okay, Outriders did it for me because Outriders has, like, the, the, the mature tone to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I first looked at it, I said, oh, this, this appeals to me. But, see, this this kind of falls back to me in, like, some of the older Square Enix stuff where it's, like... <sighs> Granted, I didn't really watch any trailers or anything for this yet, but just visually, it just... It's colors, good graphics. I'm worried about the gameplay. Mm-hmm. We're okay. worried about the gameplay. You know, it's just... You know. think this is just one of those things where, like, it's kind of a an area of gaming that you've grown out of? A little bit, a little bit, um, because I see spots where they can improve a lot of this stuff and make it better, but a lot of games are, they rest on their laurels with this stuff. Mm. So, perfect example I can give is, and this is a criminally, criminally underrated JRPG franchise, the Nino Kuni series. Dude. If you play Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Ridge, and that one is more, it's turn based, but it's it's not turn based because like you have an a- arena that you're in, and yeah, you guys have to take turns doing like moves and stuff, but you can move around freely. It's kind of like where uh, Final Fantasy started to go after a few years too, mm-hmm. where they let you do a little bit more on the field rather than just sitting there and <laughs> you know what I'm saying more than just that. Um... <laughs> So, but, like, they evolved it when it came out with the sequel. The sequel came out a couple years back, and then the, the gameplay mechanics went even further than just making you be able to move around and stuff. And they did a couple really cool things. And I am I want more games to do that if you're going to stay in that JRPG boat. Y'all got to start coming up with more ways to entice me to keep playing the game more than, like, a day or two, rather than enhancing the graphics, but leaving the gameplay the same exact way, mm-hmm. you know, so because like, the new Dragon Quest game that's on Game Pass that came out a couple months ago I started playing that, and it's cool and it's still, it's fun, just like all the old ones used to be but that's it mm. that's that's it they still you know rely on the same gameplay loop kind of thing? Yes, yeah. very much so bro. <clears throat> yeah. and it's just like, they gotta switch that up that's why Breath of the Wild hit because Breath of the Wild was them taking a whole nother take on Zelda and and completely just like fleshing it out and giving you a lot of freedom in your choices. You didn't get that in any of the old Zelda games ever really. The most choice you had was what like accessory equipment thing you wanted to put on to do something. And that's about it. Whereas Breath of the Wild, man, they just opened a whole entire chest for you and let you just do what you want. That's kind of more what I'm waiting for. And it's the same thing with Pokemon too, right? We talk about this all the time. Why is Pokemon still taking so long just to let us go do what we want to do? You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, yeah, it's, it's the style of gaming. I, I, I still see where it can exist 
in this climate, but they are resting on Laurel so bad, and it's just like, damn, man, nobody's yeah. trying nothing new. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's interesting because it, it feels like as a whole, and you you've mentioned this as well. Um, that's kind of where Square Enix seems to be, right? Like they 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 try to balance this legacy stuff with like some of the new new age stuff. Like you know, this is the company that brought us Final Fantasy, brought us Kingdom Hearts, and you know the, the games that you're talking about, the style of games that you're talking about. And now they're in a world where Destiny exists, and you know so on and so forth. And they're trying to come out with Outriders. They're trying to come out with Avengers. Um, it's really interesting to see like that they have to shuttle the line between so many different things. I'm. I'm curious, you know, and I obviously this will be step one of where I think they believe the new Square Enix will be. Um, definitely something to keep our eye on. Definitely something I'm very interested in. And I'm hoping, you know, they they they, they gave us like what five six talking points here. I'm yeah. hoping there's a couple other surprises in there that you know maybe they didn't necessarily talk about. Obviously, that that new Square Enix Montreal game, like we have no idea what the hell that is. So. Hopefully that's going to be something pretty big and important. You know, I'm I'm looking to see some some heavy hitters here, like some real AAA titles to get us all excited for, you know, uh, more next gen stuff and so on. So something to keep our eye on. But talking about one publisher, one studio to uh, to another big, big, big studio, Bethesda. Bethesda, man, the the big news finally dropped, or I guess you know we finally got the acquisition out of the way. So, man, it's something that, you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've been talking about pretty much since the beginning of the podcast. It's pretty much been a looming topic in gaming from the moment it was announced. Um, yeah, so finally, Bethesda is a part of Microsoft's family or Xbox's family, officially. Mm-hmm. So acquisitions complete as of uh, last Tuesday. And then Thursday, last Thursday, they dropped a, a you know, about an hour, an hour and a half long roundtable discussion um, they had Pete Hines there, uh, kind of the, the face and the head of Bethesda. Obviously, Phil Spencer, Aaron Greenberg, uh, Todd Howard showed up. You know, they got a lot of different names in there. Um, the the big thing that you know we'll start off talking about first and foremost, because that's the that's really the headline of it all, is uh, the discussion around the exclusivity and whether or not Bethesda games will be exclusive to Xbox. Yada yada yada. I know we we've been talking about this from day one. I. I believe that Xbox games, I always believe that uh, Bethesda games are going to be on Xbox exclusively. Um, it's, it's, it's just so funny because this quote came out, Phil Spencer said everything that he said. Oh, the first thing that he said was, you know, you guys keep asking me about this and realistically I can't tell you anything because we haven't actually talked to anyone and we can't talk to anyone until the acquisition is over. So the first thing is now that it's over, they can actually start having those discussions. But the big quote that it seems like everybody heard what they wanted to hear from that because <laughs> because I feel like it solidified what I thought all along, and I guess other people who think differently than I do said say the same thing. It solidified what they thought all along. So it's just I guess it's just a matter of perspective. But you know, I'll just get into the quote real quick. So on the topic of exclusivity, uh, Phil Spencer says, "quote." Obviously, I can't sit here and say that every Bethesda game is an exclusive because we know that that's not true. There are contractual obligations that we're going to see through, as we always do in these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to go support those games on the platforms they're on. There are communities of players. We love those communities, and we'll continue to invest in them. 
And even in the future, there might be some things that we have contractual things or legacy on different platforms that will go do. But if you're an Xbox customer, this is the thing that I want you to know. This is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. And that's our goal. That's where we're doing this. Or that's why we're doing this. <clears throat> that's the root of the partnership that we're building and the creative capability uh, we will be able to bring to the market for our Xbox customers. So basically, I take that as fucking <laughs> Bethesda games are going to be on Xbox and they're not going to be on PlayStation. But for whatever reason, we're still... We're still having this conversation. And, you know, when he talks about contractual obligations, they're talking about the exclusivity deal that they that Bethesda already ironed out with PlayStation for, like, Deathloop and for Ghostwire Tokyo, right? Like, they have to ship those games on PlayStation mm-hmm. because they already signed contracts. And then um, the, the thing that I think is interesting, and I'll get you guys' input on this in a second for sure, but he mentions Legacy. And for whatever reason, people online were like, oh, like he said legacy. So like they're talking about legacy franchises like Fallout and Elder Scrolls. So then the next Fallout is obviously going to be on PlayStation. Next Elder Scrolls is obviously going to be on PlayStation because those are legacy games that have been on PlayStation Mm. before. No. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like if to me, when he says legacy games. Just like when Microsoft talks about anything else that's legacy, they're talking about what something that's already released. Like, for example, Fallout 76. It already exists on PlayStation. They're not going to pull it off of PlayStation. They're going to con- continue to support it. The Elder Scrolls Online. It already exists on PlayStation. They're not going to pull it off of PlayStation. They're going to continue to support it. Deathloop, Ghostwire. Those things will continue to live on PlayStation, but you're not going to fucking see Starfield on there. You're not going to see Elder Scrolls 6 on there. You're not going to see Fallout 5 on there. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. And it's something that's been said over and over and over again. But you don't spend $7.5 billion on mm-hmm. a company to then go put that stuff on your competitor's console. It just doesn't make any sense. So, sorry. I, you know, I was mm-hmm. going off on my little rant. But I just I just think it's amazing how like people are still even after hearing this quote still coming to the conclusion that yeah games are going to be on PlayStation and then and then like attacking people who think that that line of thinking doesn't make sense it's like oh well why would you want why would you want Elder Scrolls to only be on uh, Xbox well it's not a matter of I want that it's just like logical business sense like. If you think Microsoft spent that money to go do that, then why don't they put Halo on PlayStation? Why don't they put Gears of War on PlayStation? It just doesn't, like, none of it makes sense. But, sorry, I'm going to stop talking. I want to hear what you guys think about this. So, Manny, talk to me. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely agree. Uh, like, you know, Microsoft doesn't need to put any games on PlayStation for them to make a, like make any money out of it or anything like that like they could just put on the game pass platforms like the pc there's plenty of pc players that have you know access to game pass all you just have to do is download it and what pay like um i don't know how much you charge for game pass uh for like pc itself it's probably like 10 10 bucks 10 bucks but like you know what i'm saying like all you have to do is that and they get you know it on game pass or even just buy all right from the you know microsoft store itself on the pc Mm -hmm. and the same thing with you know consoles like you know like there's plenty of Xbox players around the world that, you know, has access to Game Pass and they know that they're going to strive because 
all those games will be on Game Pass. So, you know, drop games like Starfield, Fallout, you know, the new Elder Scrolls. It doesn't need to be on PlayStation for them to make money off of it. Like, it just, you know, the, I, the only other future games I see is probably going to be... Um, I know you mentioned Deathloop and uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, um, but you know I'm sure probably that Indiana Jones game is probably going to be on PlayStation as well because of contract reasons. Exactly. So you know, yeah, um, you know, you better have fun with your games you got right now, PlayStation, because you know once once they announce that uh, what is it called, the new Starfield, Old Scrolls, Fallout is going to be world premiere exclusive on <laughs> Game Pass platforms. And I can't wait to see that. And everybody's going to rant all over, all over social media like, oh, this sucks. That means I have to buy this to play that. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, we've been telling you all along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? You know, like you said, who's going to spend $7.5 billion just to put, you know, the games that they're making into their competitors' platform? Like, they don't need to in order to, like, you know, keep that fan base or whatever. Like, you know, yeah, they're exactly. going to get a lot of hate at first. But, like, in the end, it's... You know, it's the right business move for them. Yeah. Every every opportunity that they have to sell a game on a PlayStation platform is the less likely that somebody will go ahead and buy Game Pass. And like that's really what they're trying to sell, right? Like, yeah, they're trying to sell Xbox consoles, but they wanna they wanna sell you on Game Pass. They want mm-hmm. you to have that ten dollars or that fifteen dollars every month. Like they know that's residual income. We're just gonna keep getting that money from you, keep getting that money from you. That's their end game. So why the hell would they go put it on a platform that doesn't like I could the only way that you'll see anything like that on PlayStation is if PlayStation decides, hey, we're going to put Game Pass on our platform and that'll never happen. So mm-hmm. the hell, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Well, Chris. Yeah. Um, so I just want to start off my my bit by saying I literally tweeted this out four days ago. Because I've been trying to be more active on Twitter, y'all. I've really been trying. Okay, okay. It says, and I quote, when y'all gonna stop playing and announce Starfield and ES6 as a console exclusive so I can watch the internet cry? <laughs> y'all don't believe me? Your, your boy, your boy. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, it's, not, it's not gonna do it. It's not gonna do it. Uh, whatever, yeah. follow your boy, M-A-Y. Two five T H X X. God damn it! Listen, I said it then four days ago. I still feel it now. Um, everything you guys said, like I gotta echo. You know, like it's just no. Yeah, nobody would spend that much money just to be able to play nice with somebody. Like that just don't make no fucking sense. That's like T-Mobile acquiring Sprint and then trying to like share their towers with Verizon. That makes no sense. Like it just it just it just doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I honestly feel like a lot of the argument that's coming from the PlayStation side of things is a two things. How many years have we had to deal with the whack ass conversation of well, you know, we got the hitter games, we got the da, 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 and we've all as Xbox dudes had to been like, yes, my liege, you do have the good games. <laughs> we cannot argue with that. <laughs> yes, my liege. Yes, right. We've constantly had to just like. Deal with that, because it, it's a it's fact. Yeah, we can't, can't deny it. Mm-hmm. And now that it's a situation where y'all beloved Bethesda games are being taken away from your platform, people are threatened. Like that is just what it is. Like I don't care what nobody says. You can pull up any RPG you want to. Skyrim is 
widely regarded by many people as their favorite RPG ever. You taking away the people who made that shit from PlayStation. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they look threatened. They don't want to have to go out and spend another couple hundred dollars on another console mm-hmm. to play these games. But you know that's damn well what you're going to have to do. Yeah. And I don't feel bad because we've had to do that to play Last of Us and God of War and all the other kind of stuff if we like being on Microsoft. So at the end of the day, you know, it's all fair and love and war. I don't give a fuck if y'all crying. I'll drink them tears. I don't care. Listen. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. I don't. I'm going to be like, yo, you're cutthroat sometimes. Oh well, I'm sorry. No, but it's it's it is what it is. Yeah, it's just part of the it's part of the business. It's like, yeah, it sucks that, like, you know, it's not going to be on. Like, I I don't I don't love the idea of taking away access for for like certain franchises and certain games for people. Like, I don't love that idea, but that's just kind of the nature of the business. Like, mm-hmm. just like God of War exists only on PlayStation. Just like um, Rise Last of Us and Uncharted and and all yeah. those games they exist only on PlayStation, just like Mario exists only on Nintendo. Like that makes sense. It's a it's a business decision. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, it's it, whatever. Like Spider Man only exi- exists on um PlayStation consoles. Like I don't I don't know. I just don't understand this narrative that people go through about like oh you shouldn't be celebrating this because like whatever what have you. It's like no the, like. These people, these developers now are going mm-hmm. to have almost unlimited resources to sit there and make the best games that they can possibly make. And yeah, that means the games that they make will be better, but they just won't be on PlayStation. Like, what do you freaking do? Like, go buy an Xbox. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going Seriously. to go buy, like, I'm still waiting till one comes available, but I'm going to go buy a PS5 so I can go play Ragnarok mm-hmm. and I can go play mm-hmm. Horizon. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, the argument is just so silly, man. And it's just like people like... You know, the, the fanboy wars continuing on. Like, gaming is so rich, and there's so many different advantages to every single platform. Like, just let, I don't know, just let, just let shit be, yo. Just let shit be. Yeah. Microsoft is killing it. They're willing to, to invest money in games. And the other thing that people, like, neglect to talk about often, uh, there's two things in particular. There was a story that came out this week that said that um, Sony was actually looking to buy exclusivity uh on starfield before the whole microsoft deal went down so like you know and then those same people who are mad about microsoft doing this like don't care about sony like buying exclusivity it's just so weird like the double standards that happen sometimes Mm -hmm. like like sony bought the exclusivity of Deathloop. they bought the exclusivity of ghostwire tokyo because i remember ghostwire tokyo being announced earlier and i think the uh i forget his name but the the ceo of tango gameworks he was on stage for a Microsoft press conference, like talking a little bit about Ghostwire. And then like a year later, Sony bought the exclusivity. So poof, that was gone. So, you know, like, I don't know. It's just like Microsoft instead was like, let me just, let's just buy the whole studio. And they are already, yeah. as, as you can tell from the round table, they already had good relationships with Pete Hines. They already had good relationship with Todd Howard. Like Todd Howard mentioned a specific story around fallout 76 and how, Badly, that got messed up. Mm, yep, said, I was gonna mention that too. Yeah, he yep. said one of the first people he called was Phil. So it's like this isn't like this isn't a hostile takeover. This mm-hmm. isn't like manufactured um, friendship or whatever. Like these people were already partners. Like, and they 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 referenced it in that whole roundtable discussion. Like the legacy that Xbox and Bethesda have together, right? Like the very first um, Bethesda console game being Morrowind was on Xbox and they partnered with Microsoft heavily to get that on there. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just it's, 
it's it's just weird to me, man. Like everybody's just all up in arms about really weird stuff. Entitlement. Woo. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm entitled. I got the same game for five to ten years, and now I'm not getting it no more. So now I wanna cry. Yeah. And I wanna cry. And it shut that whack shit up. And it's the same thing as like people who do the whole Apple Android thing and they make it into this huge war and then you find a couple people who are just well above that shit and it's like, well, I have one of each. Hi. Right? One of them. Yeah. And, like, this is my daily driver, yes, but I, if I want to. Because who did I watch? It was it wasn't MKBHD. It was somebody else, which I think he also does the two-phone thing too. But it was somebody else I was watching, and they were basically like, listen, my Android is my baby. This is my daily driver. But I ain't going to hold y'all. I know this iPhone be fucking snapping when it comes to taking these photos and these videos. So when I go on vacation and shit, I'm not taking my Android. I take my iPhone with me, and I just switch out my SIM card, and I go, and I take all my good photos. I come back home, and I switch back to my Android. Mm-hmm. If you have the luxury to be able to do those kind of things, Awesome. But, like, you notice how those folks don't make it a, a thing. It's more of a, I need this to be productive in this way at this time, so yeah. I'm going to use this. And use then, the right and tools it, for the job. That's all it is, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, people turn this thing into such a huge, weird war, and it, it's, it just it makes me laugh. That's why I said I want to see them cry, because you know they're going to cry. The minute they announce that this shit is exclusive, that's not right, that's not fair, we're going to get all the Reddit posts up the ass. It's going to be... They're going to turn it into a huge mess. Mm-hmm. And I just pray that Microsoft just... Just, just yeah. do one of them. Just, just laugh, all you gotta do is laugh them. to the bank. What else are you supposed to do? What else are you supposed to do? Like, And I love that you mentioned the whole Fallout 76 thing, too, because that was the other point I was going to make, was that, dude, this, this is... Bethesda up until now is widely regarded for two games. And they have a lot of other games too, but there's two games that hold up their their shit really high, obviously. Fallout, Elder Scrolls. The rest of their games, while they are very, very good games, they don't get the same exposure, love, respect, any of that shit as the top two ones do. Mm -hmm. But now being on Game Pass, it's such a big thing. And, you know, again, he mentioned the whole, you know, the game was floundering. We had a lot of issues with the game at launch. He didn't hold any punches. He was very honest. He was like, yeah, this shit was... It was fucking up. They failed, yeah. And, you know, the fact that this stuff gets to come onto Game Pass 2, it don't do shit but help Bethesda grow bigger, too, in a sense, because now people who would have never went out and bought Evil Within because they're so stuck on maybe Resident Evil or Silent Hill or whatever, they have a chance to go try it out now and see if they like it. You know, I think you had mentioned something about Dishonored now, too. Dishonored, nobody talks about Dishonored, bro. Nobody. Mm-hmm. But this shit is a hitter. And, like, now people can try it out and see. The, the dude said, I think, Fallout 76 is one of the most played games now on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. That's wild, man. That's, that's, man, they that's just big. threatened. They just threatened. That's all this is, man. Mm-hmm. They just mad. Y'all been talking all that big shit for over a decade. Now we're finally coming to sit at the table with a couple of exclusive games. And y'all gonna be stewing and mad because that Starfield, when that Starfield trailer dropped, y'all know that shit gonna be hitting. It, what? What? As soon as it does that little Starfield logo at the end, the internet's gonna explode. Watch. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you that right now, bro. Right. Watch. Watch. 
Any mm-hmm. any Todd Howard game is met with like and and for as much as everybody wants to talk trash about you know the, the shortcomings of seventy six and you know some people not liking four as much as much as people want to talk all that trash like any game that Todd Howard's name is attached to like people really pay a lot of attention to it so if this is Todd Howard's next baby it matters it matters it's just that simple mm-hmm. it matters it's all yeah. it's automatically a big deal it's no different than Hideo Kojima dropping um Ghost Stranded or whatever right yeah. or that's trending that's trending sorry mm-hmm. get my get my games mixed up um but then even even in that same uh breath like since we're you know looping it back over to to Bethesda and whatnot like Tango Gameworks that's like a really big studio that I don't think people are talking about enough right mm-hmm. um what's his name again uh Mikami, Mikami-san, the guy, he's the he's the one who I think he was yeah, one of the people I, who were originally doing Resident Evil, right? And now yeah, he, think, he's yeah. Yeah, he's the head of Tango GameWorks. So they made the Evil Within one, Evil Within two, and then they're making this new Ghost Rider Tokyo game. Like, I want to know what that next game is going to be. Like, they they make like amazing horror games, and there's that mm-hmm. um, that legacy there. Like, you know, obviously. I've talked about this many times. Like, like Resident Evil is my favorite game franchise of all time. So if one of the original creators of that <clears throat> is now under Microsoft making like more games and having, again, virtually limitless resources to make some of the most crazy shit that he could think of, I don't care if you are only an Xbox gamer. Like Everybody wins in that scenario. Because now these people are going to be making like, the, like some of the world's greatest creators, be, giving being given basically blank checks to make amazing content like that is good for everyone. doesn't matter who you are. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see what Tango Gamers got going on. Arcane studios. I'm trying to see a Dishonored three. Come talk to your boy. Get me that as soon as possible. Put that shit on game pass. I'm here for all of it, man. Like, ugh, just, yeah, just this so year, much good stuff. I was going to say this year's event. So need three. It's going to be crazy. Let's not talk about E3, mm-hmm. fellas. <laughs> <laughs> as much as as much as my heart hurts to talk about E3 of past, Manny does bring up another point though. They did, you know, one of the, the things or pieces of news that came out of that roundtable discussion is the two marketing heads, because it looks like for the most part, Bethesda's gonna continue to operate as its own entity. Um like I, I don't think they're gonna get absorbed under the Microsoft or Xbox Game Studios banner. Like they'll still be Bethesda. Right, um yeah. So it looks like they're still keeping like their publishing arm. They're still keeping their marketing teams and all that stuff, but they will be working closely with the Xbox marketing teams. So like we saw live on air that um, Aaron Greenberg and, oh God, I forgot her name. Um, damn. I feel bad forgetting her name because she seems yeah. like, she seems like she was a, she was a whip, bro. She was, she was telling Aaron what was up on, ta- on stage. Um, but it seems like the two marketing heads are going to come together to put together a really big game showcase, like a Bethesda game showcase plus an Xbox game showcase together. And I think that's going to be amazing because Microsoft mm-hmm. already, you know, like the Xbox team already does a really good job of putting together a showcase at like e- their E3 showcases and whatnot. Um, and Bethesda, we know that like the E3 showcases that they've had in the past have hit. Like they always have really big granular things like going on mm-hmm. and, it's very entertaining. It's very engaging. So, basically, each of those each of those studios or each of those companies, I should say, would have already been putting together like a a, a one hour plus show as it is. So, like to match that together, like Bethesda, you know, we see all the different studios that they kind of rolled through in their um, in their like studio spotlight. 
Like they got uh, Zenimax Online. They have Arcane, um, the two Arcane Studios. They have mm-hmm. you know Tango GameWorks, like we mentioned. They have um, Bethesda Game Studio as well. Like th- there's a lot of studios in there, and they've they've probably got a decent amount of games to show off this year. So combining those two companies, Xbox and Bethesda together, to show off like a game showcase. Oh man, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be, it's gonna mm-hmm. be wild. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Excite. Yes, yes. Excite. I I cannot wait. I can't wait for the summer, man. And hopefully this rumor that that's supposed to be uh there's supposed to be another Microsoft event coming um what is it the 23rd? I believe it was yeah. 25th. 25th was the rumor. 25th. So, you know, hopefully we get some new news, something different that we haven't really seen yet. Maybe we get a, a Halo Infinite update or something. Like, That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be real nice. Actually, I will say they've been they've actually been sliding a couple Halo Infinite um updates like under the radar. I think last week and you know, maybe we should have covered it, but there was I think there was a decent amount of news last week anyways. But mm-hmm. I think they, they announced that they're not gonna be bringing back dual wielding in Halo and like a couple other things, like like little sandbox updates. So like it seems like the team over there at three four three is just kind of plugging away. They have things that they're doing, but they're not really giving us anything big just yet. And I'm actually okay with that. Like, I want them to just keep plugging away at that game and make sure that it's the best as, that it can possibly be before they release it because that is that is the big hit for this fall coming or this uh, holiday season, I guess you could say. Like, mm-hmm. so far from what we know is coming, it's God of War and it's Halo. And those are, like, two of the biggest franchises in gaming. So... Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting uh, it's gonna be an interesting year, especially because yeah. you know that'll give us a chance to see more and more of what these next gen systems can do. I can, we keep calling them next gen, but at this point, it's just current. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, Chris, this upcoming week, hopefully. Yeah, like I said I looked at the thing. Dad, I don't know if you guys knew, but you guys could actually look at your when your money's supposed to go in now. They oh, for put the, the thing up. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it says Wednesday. So I go out on Wednesday and see if I could try my luck. See what All I right. Do. Yeah. Stimulus money gonna get Chris an Xbox. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hope so. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Right. Um. But yeah. But the the other thing I just wanted to kind of touch on a little bit uh, before we ended the podcast is um in addition to that, but that's the event. You know, the, the one of the big pieces of news I guess that came out um was that Friday. We got about 20 different Bethesda games uh, dropping into Game Pass. Some of them were already there, like uh, Doom Eternal and whatnot. Uh, I think Dishonored mm-hmm. 2 might have already been in there as well. But, you know, we got, we got the first Dishonored. We got Evil Within, which I went ahead and downloaded as well. Prey, Skyrim. Oh, man, like, yeah. The, the whole gamut. Uh, I think the the old Dooms as well. Doom 1, yeah, 2, 3. Yeah, Morrowind. Yep. Morrowind, yeah, man. I mean. Yeah, all of it. All the legacy stuff. And a lot of that stuff got, you know, boosted by the things that we've talked about before. They got FPF uh, boost uh, through Xbox. Um, a lot Fallout of really 3 cool on there, too? Fallout 3, I believe, is on there. Yeah, man. So, a lot of stuff to go back and play. You know, if you guys have never uh, tested out some of these Bethesda franchises, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely, definitely recommend giving them a try, especially Dishonored. Especially Dishonored. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I really I feel it in my bones. In the next year or two, I think we're gonna get a Dishonored three announcement. So, yeah, yes, sir. 
I get the feeling too when they do announce it, it's gonna get like the proper marketing and shit. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like it didn't have any before, but like a lot of people, you to ask them today, so you play Dishonored? Was that? They, I don't know why a lot of people think it's like an army game or some shit. Hmm. And I guess it kind of maybe the name of it. I guess I can kind of see that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it just doesn't get no kind of love, bro. Yeah. I think this next one will. Yeah. But they'll make it one of the top ones. One of the things I think about too, like a lot of these these games. Like the ones that we're talking about from Bethesda, like these these are really good games. Wolfenstein, amazing mm-hmm. game. Dishonored when it came out, I think it got nominated for some game of the years. But like, there's a lot of other games that just kind of fall through the cracks for Bethesda, and I think largely because the timeframes that they get released, like I feel like they have to get released in that fall slash holiday timeframe where they drop every game November, October, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being part of Microsoft. I think can really benefit them, especially with the game, the game pass structure that's set up. Mm-hmm. Like imagine where Microsoft gets to the point where, and you know, we, we always compare it to like the Netflix of games, but you think about Netflix, right? Netflix, every month they have like a marquee thing that drops in addition to all like the random TV shows and so on and so forth. So what if they get to the point where every month there's like a big game pass game that drops. So instead of having to worry about dropping Dishonored three in like, a crowded November timeframe, whatever. What if they drop it in May or March where there's like nothing else going on? Then that mm-hmm. game really gets a chance to shine. And then the mm-hmm. next prey gets dropped in January or something again, really gets a chance to shine. Like that's in addition to the, the blank checks that these studios are essentially getting from Microsoft to go out and make games and make AAA content. Like also just the, the pressure comes off for having to market in a certain time frame. Like there's just so yeah. much more flexibility with being a part of Microsoft, being in Game Pass. Like, oh man. I it seems like these studios are really excited for these types of opportunities. And I I really cannot wait to see what they're gonna do. That's a that's a good point too, because like I think about it, especially COVID, you how are you supposed to be able to dance around another big AAA games title release date? When they're probably going to change it a couple of times before they... That's ridiculous stress right there to yeah. try to deal with, man. That yeah, is, yeah. Oh, my God. That's rough. Yeah, that's it's hard. Rough. Super hard to do. And then even even kind of you referencing that reminds me of um, Bloober Team and, and the Medium, right? Mm-hmm. So they... It was supposed to come out in December. I think right around the time that um, Cyberpunk was coming out. A week after Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. And then the game got pushed. Slightly because of Cyberpunk and slightly because of COVID. But then it got moved to a window in in January, kind of all by itself, and it got a chance to shine. You know, like that in Game Pass is an is an example of exactly what I'm talking about. Obviously, Blue Ribbon Team isn't owned by Microsoft or anything, but the concept still remains the same. They got their own window, they got their chance to shine. They're in Game Pass, so people could try the game out with no risk. Um, yeah, I mean, I I can see that happening and and kind of washing over the wave of Bethesda titles and all the other titles in you know Xbox is stable, so. Yeah. Another win for Microsoft, I would say. You know, we're, we're looking forward to seeing what they've got going on for the rest mm-hmm. of the summer. Definitely looking forward to seeing what PlayStation's got going on for the rest of the summer because, you know, I feel like we haven't really gotten as many big announcements. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a wild year. It's going to be a wild year for yeah, sure. Yeah, man. Definitely. But yeah. But, yeah, like before we go, you know, we'll think we'll cut off the, the podcast here. But before we go, guys, you know, as always, Manny, where can the people find you? You already know we can find me on Twitch, Instagram, Go Master Flex. Bro, what is that accent? <laughs> what is? That? Oh God! <laughs> um, 
Goomasterflex underscore TTV for Instagram and Twitter. Um, but for Twitch is Goomasterflex, and that's where you can find your boy. You are in what country you, you are in sounding like a bloke from uh from the UK. A block. But, you are in oh, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> oh man alright Chris where can people find you bro you already know y'all I'm on everything at M-A-Y 2-5-T-H-X-X on everything and that wouldn't be a plug without me plugging my my gmail but I'm pen pals I ain't got no pen pals in my shit yet. I better start seeing some in my inbox, y'all. Stop playing with me, man. <laughs> Random email. Hi, Chris. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we got to get out of here. We having too much fun. Yeah. Guys, you can find me, as always, at Black Ice 8 on everything. Xbox, PlayStation, Twitter, Twitch. Um, only difference, as always, is Instagram is blackice8 underscore gaming. Definitely make sure to check us out. Um, as always, with this video, like and subscribe. You know, tell us what you guys think about the podcast. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Um, you know, just just engage with us, guys. We love to talk to you guys. Um, as always, thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. See you later, alligators. <laughs> <laughs>